Hello everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Finance Show. Uh, today we have two very special guests with us, uh, our uh, past guest Gilial, uh, this is his second time on the show, and we have Eli, Elias Tobias, who's the CEO and co-founder of CrowdSense AI. Uh, they're the fastest and most comprehensive social media intelligence tool for crypto traders and investors. Uh, basically, CrowdSense detects early events and changes in social media hype and sentiment in order to help investments with timely relevant information before the markets react and this is super exciting to me because social media and crypto are very very tightly uh, related given uh, the fact that it's very thin markets that really move when things change on social media so welcome Elias uh, we're very excited to have you on the show excited to be here yeah so tell us a little bit about how uh, how you thought about uh, crypto in general and starting uh, CrowdSense in fact, we, uh, we started uh, from other domains in the past. We started from uh, macro and commodities, but then uh, when Corona has hit us, uh, we've, uh, uh, when Corona hit us, then we, uh, we decided to seize the opportunity with retail traders. And on, at first it was with mem stocks and with crypto, but then we decided to focus primarily on uh, on crypto and we're excited to be there and for now we're we're focused on 3000 3100 coins in crypto coins in our system so yeah that's pretty much so how we got to to crypto because of the coronavirus i would say and, and so tell, tell us a little bit more about what what differences did you see between stocks for example and crypto and why was crypto a better uh, use case for um for crowdsense yeah, so, so crypto doesn't have that much or that many fundamentals uh, as opposed to uh, equities. Uh, and we see, we actually even published an article that socialized the new fundamentals for, uh, mm -hmm. uh, for crypto. Uh, so we see much more correlation between social hype uh, change and social sentiment uh, to actual price uh, changes that follow. And specifically, we see very high correlation in crypto. Uh, I would say we saw less of those in commodities. Uh, still, there was an impact for early information, but not as we see in crypto. So we're excited that we, we're, we've, we can see the value of our system and the capabilities that we deliver actually shine uh, in the world of cryptocurrency. Yeah, this is it's a fantastic tool. I want to, I, I have actually two questions as we're thinking about this. One question is, let's just get it off the table, so to speak. The leader in this space is Lunar Crush. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how different you are from Lunar Crush. They also look at sentiment. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. And then I have a follow-on. So I, let me reserve the right to, uh, to ask a second, a second one there. Yeah, so uh, I'll be perfectly honest. When uh, when we when we first looked at Lunar Crush, we were crushed, I would say, because of the uh, because of uh, they have amazing colors and amazing user interface, and they're giving it uh, uh, for free at the moment. But then we dive, we we dove more into the details and the level of depth and coverage that they have, and. Of course, they have other capabilities on the front end, like graphs that we're introducing. But uh, we've seen that we deliver, uh, we cover 
100x more uh, sources than they do, we listen with our system to the entire crowd. So this allows us to filter out all the noise and categorize different feeds and the level of, uh, of coverage and the ability to get to earlier information in our system is much wider than what we've seen with Lunar Crush and to be honest with uh, at least a dozen other systems that are out there that are maybe less famous that, uh, that are also suffering from the same issue. So my, this is a perfect segue to my follow-on. Actually, my follow-on is you know one uh, segment, one aspect of where people get a lot of their information, and th that moves the market in crypto, especially when we're talking about alts, is influencers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as social media influencers, YouTubers, TikTokers, and others, and then you have Buster Rhymes and you know other people uh, going out. Um, on social media and, and, and tweeting about the cryptos. So we are lucky to have the king of influencers with us, Gil, here. And so maybe you and or Gil can talk a little bit about, okay, well, how do we pick up the the segment or signal for from influencers and how do you weigh that? So, you know, I can say, hey, go buy Ethereum and so can Buster Rhymes. Which one has more value? You know, does his because he has more reach or does mine because I'm more knowledgeable? How do you, you know, and maybe Gil can chime in here as well. You know, how do you parse the noise? Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, got me excited when I first saw this um, system was really um, the ability to, to automate and do something at scale that I was trying to do manually when I was trading. So I was like, oh, you know, okay, we all get excited when Elon Musk tweets about Dogecoin, right? Because it means it's going to go up and that's kind of the conventional knowledge. By the way, we don't have enough of a sample size to know if that's always going to work. Um, but then you have a million other people who are participating in the discussion and it's very hard for us to know whether uh, they just have a lot of followers or they actually have impact on the subject. By having a system that's automated that has a broader view that can compare them to other people and can see how the audience responds to them, we learn who really are the influencers. So one of the things actually Elias and I were discussing right before this was how we need to measure influencer per coin, not influencer per industry, mm -hmm. not influencer. Mm -hmm. So you might be an expert on XRP because you talk about XRP all the time and it turns out a lot of your followers really care about XRP. But you know what? You know nothing about Shiba Inu and, and none of your followers really care about Shiba Inu. And so as a, I might be able to look at one or two people individually and, and get an estimate of how impactful they are, but you really need uh, the power of AI and, and technology to look at the entire market. And that's that's one of the things I got really excited about this project. Yeah, if I, if I may add, I uh, just had a conversation earlier with the with a crypto fund that's using our uh, our uh, our product, and uh, he just shared with me that uh, uh, he's uh, using uh, he was using in the past other tools to try to bring uh, uh, to decide which influencers he's following on, and with our system you can just listen to the to top influencers or influencer above a certain reach uh, related to a certain coin and follow this. We are adding new capabilities as well in there, like Gil mentioned, top influencers per coin. But what I'm trying to say is that tracking who is the uh, most recent influencer, because it doesn't stay 
still it changes every week uh, there's a, you can be an influencer today on dogecoin and next week no mm-hmm. one's gonna listen to you on dogecoin anymore uh, so if you know <laughs> you get cancelled quickly in this world <laughs> yeah. Le- less in this world than other worlds but yeah you you <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting to me what yeah, totally. What um, what is the type of signal that you guys are looking for in the sense that is it as simple as just like positive sentiment, negative sentiment, or is it like you can basically have a model to say, look, we, we predict that this pattern will move the price up and this pattern will move the price down, but we don't know if it's positive or negative. Like, tell us a little bit more about the, uh, the signals. So we've trained our algorithms to uh, to detect sentiment, and we just got confirmation from crypto funds that are using us that this is uh, that they're using it, and this this works. So we've trained. Uh, so so first of all, for each feed that comes into the system, we analyze in real time: is it positive, negative, or neutral? If it's undecided, we don't try to force negative or positive. And as I mentioned. You know, we got already to more than 90% accuracy on that, and we keep training it. So that's uh, uh, very good in, in this space. Now, we build capabilities on top of that. It doesn't end there. We are tracking if there was a, a spike in the last year. We track every minute if there was a spike in sentiment. We track this an hour back versus the moving average. We track it a day back versus the moving average from before. And every minute, if there, if we passed, I don't know, like a, a 4.5 points out of 10 jump towards the, the positive or minus 4.5 towards the negative, uh, it could be higher, mm-hmm. then we uh, will raise a spike. And we've actually tested recently, uh, you know, maybe it was correct for last week, but we've tested uh, the last 10 out of uh, 10 uh, spikes and seven out of the 10 on the negative ones last week were uh, were actually uh, leading to more than 5% uh, change uh, in the markets. So we're analyzing this more. So we are seeing correlation to things happening in the market. It might not be correct next week. We're still improving this, but it is exciting to see that uh, those uh, those spikes are actually helping and uh, and uh, and precede a market change later on. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, you know, as someone who does uh, buy and sell coins, this is a a really great way to to su- supplement technical analysis, supplement um, other cha- other on met- on chain metrics that you're using to make decisions. And uh, typically what happens is that we, you know, when you use these metrics, you have some kind of conclusion. You're looking for things to strengthen or weaken your argument before you make a decision. And even the best people in the world don't always win or don't always lose. But if we can improve their performance, that's a really, really meaningful thing. And as, you know, Elias alluded to, not only spikes in positive sentiment and increases, but also, hey, how come, why is the hype dying out or is the hype dying out? Yes, it is. It's not just my social circle that's not talking about this. It's declining. So on this note, you know, there's two main uh, there's there are two main movers in the market: the whales, or institutionals, and retail, right? I mean, maybe it's obvious, but let's just break down this world in a second. The whales you don't know, right? The platform doesn't recognize when the whales are moving in. It's mostly retail. They folks. actually do, but uh, we'll yeah. Tell me, tell we'll me a little bit about that. Moment. 
Yeah, so I just I just show this capability because it's a bit hidden in our system. Uh, we're still working on the user experience to make all the all the goodies of it pop out a bit more clearly. Uh, you can just go and track uh, event categories or event types uh, called whale trades or uh, or maybe even transfers from exchanges or things like that that uh, every time I show it to a crypto trader, the, his eyes pops out, pop out, oh, that's amazing, this is useful, this is this. So uh, this is in our system as well, because I think there's another aspect of the system which we haven't touched on and, and which makes it very powerful. Uh, we're not just tracking social hype and social sentiment. We're uh, bringing into the system in real time all the news or events from anyone in the crowd mm -hmm. and we categorize it we aggregate this we filter the noise so then in one system you get both the spikes uh, and the top coins but also you get the latest events based on you know you can also uh, take and take them down and see just the top red ones the ones that come from influencers the ones that come from news the ones that come from the crowd you can say, I want to hear about airdrops, I want to hear about listings, I want to hear about uh, about well trades and all of that. So you actually have it all in the system as well coming uh, in real time. Yeah, let me just do a quick follow on. You know, the reason why I ask is we we always talk about, you know, TA versus not TA and uh, Shimon hates on me a little bit for using TA. But um, but because Shimon's point is always, hey, there might be some big event that's coming that no TA can show you. And let's say the sentiment is what it is, and MicroStrategy comes in and buys. And they, you know, they have such conviction that they're going to buy and move the market. Or, or you know, later on disclose they bought and move the market. That it's very hard to pick up from chatter because it's such an underground uh, purchase or a country comes in. So I guess, you know, I can see the market moving mostly by retail, right? But then there's a big stepwise move in the market that's done by a hidden whale. And I, I, I just, I don't think you picked this up, but I don't think anyone can really pick this up, right? Yeah, I picked this up the moment, usually after, usually after this is published. Uh, mm -hmm. So we are the first to pick it up because the moment someone talks about this somewhere in certain words in social media we pick it up and we're also adding capabilities to listen to the blockchain on this as well mm -hmm. so so uh, you know like unless you know we're based on public information so if someone made the move and bought we're we're gonna see it uh, later and some of the movements in the market happen because of that we don't claim to detect all the price movements uh, but we're saying that social has a strong role there and uh, if you follow some of the things, it gives another layer, another important layer uh, uh, to your trading, another tool like technical analysis, uh, for example. Mm -hmm. And I agree with, uh, you know, I think you alluded to Shimon's perspective about technical analysis missing what's happening off the blockchain, right? And so, uh, and you know, a lot of, a lot of things that uh, may, not, may not, may look like leading indicators or really trailing indicators are, are coming coming uh, uh, or not showing the whole picture. So we are constantly thinking about ways to add to that. So we're, you know, the next thing that I've been uh, pushing really as we haven't done this yet is really finding a way to show where, what whale wallets are doing on a per coin basis. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, on, you know, on Bitcoin and on Ethereum and on the big, big coins, 
if they're moving on to exchanges or off of exchanges. But um, you know, the definition of a whale wallet and the what they're doing is very, very hard to do with smaller coins. I would love for that to be something that we have in the near future where, you know, if you're into coin number 2000 and you want to see what the ownership structure is and what the big people are doing, um, that'll also be something that you get updated immediately. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating world because there's many forces here. Uh, it's, it's a very new market, right? So I remember even in, in a course I did in business school, I don't remember the name. They said, look, hedge funds used to analyze Twitter for stocks. And, uh, and then it just stopped working because it's public information and, you know, anyone can train the same kind of NLP algorithms on the same information. And then, it, you know, at the end of the day, it, it just like erodes away any advantage you might have. And you can say the same about technical analysis, which is like, you know, you have the patterns that like everybody knows. And so if enough people trade on those patterns, they should cancel themselves out. And what Alex mentioned is like the new information that comes into the market can like break a pattern like Michael Saylor has this famous thing saying like nice you have this pattern that you've discovered but then like you know Bill Gates says I'm buying two billion dollars of Bitcoin and all your patterns are destroyed so that's like against uh, the public information analysis but but you have forces that work for the public information analysis which is like it's a very very thin market and we're seeing this we're seeing that because crypto as a space in general is very small compared to traditional markets, but also specific projects, I would assume that uh, this analysis is more powerful for like a smaller coin than something like Bitcoin and Ethereum, where more more eyes are looking at the same public information. So do you guys have any thoughts? Well, that? I was going to say, in fact, you know, it's funny you say the, you know, Bill, um, Michael Saylor talks about Bill Gates. This happened to me. I was, Bitcoin was a 30,000 before when, when February, whenever, and I was, and it was just, Falling, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take a little bit of I'm a little part. Broke all the patterns. I'm like, it's gonna go down to 20 or whatever, 25 at that point. I was gonna, I was gonna scalp. I sold some Bitcoin, and literally, freaking six hours later, uh, Musk tweets that Tesla is getting it, and I just saw my sway. Just I saw Bitcoin go up. It went up from like 30 to 40. It was a 10,000. I think it was that first. Ten thousand uh, uh, dollar candle a day or something like that, and I just saw my trade just. But <laughs> I just got wrecked. That <laughs> was the biggest wreck trade in the world. And then that asshole. Then I was like, you know what? It's doing well. It might come up. You know, some metrics are showing that it's, it's weakening. But I have, you know, I think we still have another leg up to go. And then he freaking tweets about ESG, and he wrecked me again, going down. So I got wrecked by two Musk tweets. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson is fa famously said you can make uh, the, any game plan you want until you get punched in the face. So, yeah, I think, you know, just to touch on that, obviously, you know, there's there's only so much you can know and surprises will always come in this space. But um, it's often a game of who knows first mm -hmm. and how you react. So one of the things that was really amazing to me with CrowdSense was how early, for example, they detected the rumor that Amazon, which was false, by the way, that Amazon uh, intends on accepting, uh, I forget if it was Bitcoin or crypto payments, uh, which ended up yeah, being Amazon denied. Is, but is accepting Bitcoin and crypto payments? It's not, but so, there was a rumor. It was. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, are we starting a new one? I okay, good. Starting a new one. This is where it started. <laughs> Uh, so is Walmart. So, I heard Walmart is only Bitcoin now. So uh, I tell you, I tell you, 
Gil is accepting pay a payment in all kinds of crypto. So yeah. you, you know, put the word out. Gil coin, um, Gil coin. We're gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, detecting that early. Yeah, so thinking that early about Bitcoin, um, if you were already thinking about making a move and you were kind of debating what to do, would, would have been really, really helpful for you. Um, in the scenario where, you know, you're completely blindsided, uh, Elon Musk has a new pet, you know, he decides to announce Tesla coin that day, we're not, you know, we do not have the magic powers of knowing uh, before that's public information. I think if everyone listens to uh, Elon Musk and most of the market moves by that, then there's less of advantage to a system like ours because anyone can listen to Elon Musk. It's public information. But the challenge is about listening to all the influencers and aspiring influencer or to a combination of a few influencers talking about something. And we can guarantee, or at least for now, we're seeing that it will, in many of the cases, will be a first relative to other uh, platforms uh, or earlier enough uh, and we're seeing the move always you know continuing after uh, after this because there's always someone hearing about this later on uh, even when Mark Cuban uh, and this is something we detected in our system uh, bought Polygon it went up by 118 percent for like 36 hours so from the moment we detected uh, we detected this and then other platforms later on detected this so uh, if we can say that this advantage will stay forever we can't you know but uh, uh, but for now and for the foreseeable future it seems like uh, an amazing way to protect yourself or to uh, to hedge yourself or to uh, seize opportunities. And, and there are two like really cool use cases that I see. They're not the only use cases, but one is, you know, I'm interested in a coin. I've been researching it. And then I, I go on CrowdSense and I, and I either, uh, and again, make an informed decision supported by this information. That's one. And then the other one is really, okay, I, I don't know. I have, you know, capital. I want to put it into the market and I need to start filtering out which coins are relevant. And I want to see where the trajectory is. And both of those use cases are really, really beneficial. Will, you know, are we a trading bot that's going to make the decisions for you? We, we think right now it's not the right way to go. We think the right way is to help you mm -hmm. uh, be the best trader that you can. You took, you took the question right out of my mouth, Nathan, because where this, Oh, well, this is really key. And there's Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the majors. That's it, fine. Well, what you talked about is, hey, you know, Cuban talks about Polygon, Matic, and uh, that price shoots up. But that's because, you know, Matic, as big as it is, is still a, a, a significantly orders of magnitude smaller than, well, of course, Bitcoin. And then we go into the long tail alts. Like, we're just talking top 20 coins, and now that we've been talking, if we go down to the long tail, 50 through 100, let alone 100 through 500, the, the liquidity is fairly thin. And so the market caps are small. And so a tweet here and there like this will move the price a lot. So being in front or being able to quickly execute a trade on it is actually very powerful uh, for when you, when you move down the risk curve or when you move up the risk curve, rather. So I know you're saying you're not there yet, but I... You know, I, I, I would, I would totally pay for service and, you know, to, you know, with disclaimers there and say, I'm going to put X amount of money, a thousand dollars into portfolio and let the bot trade. And when there's a positive thing, buy, you know, execute a buy for me. And then I'm sure we can figure out from data after a certain positive 
statement when it shoots and then when it starts diminishing down and settling, right? So you can make these quick micro trades. I I, I put a thousand bucks and like and let, and to see what what would happen. Would you? Uh, I mean, it depends. These bots, my opinion is that it's hard to know like if past performance will continue into the future. Uh, but again, I'm not the best trader. Uh, I've done phenomenally well with just holding, you know, leveraged NASDAQ and, and just Bitcoin for like 20 years, you know. And so uh, I'm probably not the, the right customer for this, but I could totally see how this could work. Uh, my question is like, you know, if it worked in the past, do you know if it will continue? I've done, I've done phenomenally poorly trading. That's why I need this line. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, obviously uh, that that thought has more than crossed our mind. It probably crosses our mind every conversation we have. And, you know, as we get more and more data, we will end up having something like that. But in the meantime, you know, where, you know, I would love to see this going is that you can teach us what your profile is. Say, I like these kind of coins and we can notify you, hey, now's the time to think about something. If you want to make a move, now's the time. And you can make that decision. Um, and then when we have enough history, enough success and, you know, try with our own money for a little bit and show that it really, really works, then we can also offer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a fully integrated automation thing. But uh, as I stole your thunder here, I feel like you might have... No, this is, you know, we, you and I just had a conversation like this uh, a few days ago. So it's, it's, uh, I was quiet because it was funny to hear a, a similar conversation going on between others, you know, around this. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's usually a need, as I see it, for uh, more than just looking at, uh, at the leading indicators of the spikes in order to make a decision. And we don't know if those are going to stay forever. Uh, there might be like a point where some, some new force comes into the market, more regulation, a new whale, you know, that we haven't picked up. So it's a bit risky to just let the bot, uh, you know, like do it right now, uh, uh, just based off this information. Uh, but we are thinking about this. We still don't have enough history to prove, uh, um, but we do see uh, the information coming early. We see information that's correlated to market moves. And we give this uh, capability as part of uh, our packages and different, uh, different users, different customers can use it and make decisions based on this and based on the additional analysis that they do based on additional things that maybe are in the system, maybe are off the system. Uh, so this is right now the how we feel comfortable uh, with uh, with providing with providing this. Uh, but definitely it's a, it's an interesting direction for the future to uh, to look at and we'll definitely uh, look at this. Yeah, By the way, uh, Shimon, you know, just like you, I actually I don't trade that much. I, I buy and hold like I never sell crypto. I only buy crypto is my, my motto. But when to buy is always the question. That's like, true. Okay, I'm interested in this coin. What I used to do is I would like set a limit order. I'd be like, okay, 20, if it goes down 20%, then I'll buy it because I want to buy a dip. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I would buy it and sometimes I would, I would miss out on a whole rally. So I've changed because of uh, CrowdSense, I've changed the way I do this now. It's like, so, mm -hmm. okay, let's just look for a time where there's a lot of positive sentiment and then I'm going to... Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And also, like, you can do position sizing, right? So you can say, I'll go in with half the amount or with the full amount or with 120% of the amount. So it's, like, uh, very, very interesting. So I wanted to hear your guys' take, if we zoom out a little bit, what do you think of the crypto markets, just in general? Uh, I'm interested in what you think about Bitcoin, what you think about the crypto markets in general, and what you think about specific projects that 
are exciting to you. Uh, Gil, I know we spoke about this several months, so I would love to hear, has your opinion changed? And Elias, uh, happy to hear your thoughts too. Sure. Gil, you want to start? I wish I remember what I said a few months ago, so I don't <laughs> sound like an idiot now. But uh, <laughs> uh, my thoughts are, you know, I think one is I think the market, uh, well, let's start out, you know, I'm going to say something that's very not controversial. I think blockchain is the future. Um, no question. Is crypto as a payment, in a, as a decentralized payment form, is that the future? I'm not 100% sure. I think it's very, very difficult for the average person to use crypto today. And so until we figure out ways to um, make it so that if you lose your password, there's still a way to recover it and that uh, the level of responsibility of holding coins uh, isn't so difficult. It's going to be hard to, to go mass market. I think on the enterprise side, on the business side, there's a huge, huge opportunity and the utility tokens, there's a huge opportunity. So if I had to break it down, I would say this. I think um, cryptocurrencies as they're perceived, if you ask a person what is cryptocurrency for, they're going to say it's, it's a coin. We all know that it's it's way, way more than that. As a coin, I think we're still far away from uh, mass use. I think the adoption around use cases um, with DeFi, with, with NFTs, with gaming, uh, with uh, smart contracts is going to continue to uh, evolve significantly. And what that means in my perspective is that uh, Bitcoin dominance is going to be threatened mm -hmm. um, unless Bitcoin, uh, you know, with with stacks and with you know with with what they're doing now, really, really builds an ecosystem that is uh, big. So I'm I'm following that right now. My gut, you know, I shifted a lot of my ownership from Bitcoin to Ethereum. Not it's not advice. That's what I did. Um, and Ethereum and some of the other Ethereum uh, like coins over the last few months, anticipating that those will go up uh, more than Bitcoin has. But I'm not a, I'm not an anti-maximalist in that. I do see a scenario where uh, the right ecosystem develops around Bitcoin and it uh, regains momentum on that. We see, by the way, Ethereum in our system as well, uh, kind of uh, uh, stepping up uh, above uh, above Bitcoin in terms of social uh, mentions as well. So your sounds like I don't know what affected what, uh, but. Uh, uh, my my view about this is, and I'm hearing this from different uh, people, traders, institutions, uh, retails that retail traders that I talk to. You know, some of them, uh, it, it's hard to ignore crypto, and we 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 believe it's going to stay with us. You know, more and more companies and governments are adopting this. Uh, we're seeing those events in the system. It doesn't seem like it's uh, it's uh, it's going to go away. Uh, um, but I, I think they we're going to see more effort toward trying to regulate this. I'm not sure it's going to be very successful, uh, but we'll see. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, uh, we personally, you know, of course, like the uh, the coins that uh, social is spiking more. We just had a conversation from one of the uh, a feedback from a trader that uh, bought Cardano uh, for one uh, for uh, for one seventy five, and he's so excited based on what he saw in our system. So those are the things, uh, or those are the coins we uh, I personally like uh, because we can use our system to actually provide those indicators for. Yeah. So it's. Um... I had this epiphany actually on the way to the studio here today uh, in the morning, and it it, it really kind of struck me. So, so to this is Gil's point about you know 
crypto as a currency, as coins, is hard to understand. It, it, it is. It's hard to use. It's hard to understand. We will get there. I mean, we always talk about how this is 1997, 1998 of the internet and so on. But what really like hit me, and I think I underappreciated, uh, and why some people see saw NFTs and they're like, NFTs is the next big thing. And then you and I talked a lot about, okay, well, it's a picture of a rock and a JPEG. That's like NFT, you know, it's not even 1.0, it's like 0.5. The NFT of 1.0 was in gaming NFT, game five. And if we think about any technology, you know, we can think about Microsoft with Windows. Mm -hmm. Why did Microsoft, when they came out with Windows 3.11, uh, create Solitaire, you know, and created uh, Minesweeper? It's to teach people how to use the mouse and mm -hmm. how to use the computer. So games, games, in any tech or in human development, kids, children, they play games. They literally play to learn, right? Mm -hmm. So any learning rolls through games fundamentally for humans. And so as I think about what's actually going to bring people into crypto in a main way, like Bitcoin started this thing, right? And it got people into Ethereum and others. And I'm actually now thinking that the next cycle, and it really hit me today, is going to be DeFi and NFTs that are going to bring people in and then they're going to come back into Bitcoin Ethereum as Bitcoin as kind of the the reserve currency. So Bitcoin will get retail later, and you know whales now just as institutions. But we should be really, really bullish on gaming as it is the only way to get mass adoption to happen. It's the only way for humans to learn. Mm -hmm. It is literally the way our brains are wired. Uh, and so gaming could be the killer app, right? We're, you know, often adoption. You know, we saw this with the iPhone, and we saw this with a lot of technology comes with a killer app and with a generation. The truth is the people on this call are like, we're very unique for our generation. Hey now, um, hey but, now, hey now, but, now watch it. <laughs> I, know, I know you're 20 years younger than the rest of us, but you know, for us. <laughs> um, but but the, um, you know, the younger generation, that's, that's, you have to, if you want to play the game, you have to know how to use NFTs and you have to have a MetaMask wallet and you have to do other things. It's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. to learn this stuff but if you try to tell you know i i how many of your friends have you tried to get into crypto and they can't even buy you know they'll, oh here's some money go buy bitcoin for me is the best you can get from them yeah um it's not the same with younger generations and it's the same way with the iphone you know my grandfather uh rest in peace learned how to use the iphone last in our family even though he was the first one who was born so uh i think adoption is going to come through these killer apps it was a great, good job. <laughs> sometimes my, my my brain says things <laughs> i'm imagining like world war one black and white postcards you know he's he's one of those historical photos where you see him like avoiding the draft with the iphone up so um the uh um the killer apps are what really drive it, and gaming is going to be is often a killer app for a product. Uh, and I think it's going to be a major, major thing. The next, you know, one other thing that we're not all paying attention to is getting paid in in crypto. I think more and more uh, young people are asking to get paid in crypto. I just heard somewhere that sixty percent who own crypto, of people who own crypto, would like to get at least part of their salary paid in crypto. I actually, really, I really don't get that. I also don't get. I understand it. I, I I've been asked for more than once uh, to be to pay people in Tether or USDT, and the banks are not really allowing us to do that at no, the moment. Exactly, and and I'm I'm thinking like you want to get paid in crypto, no problem. Set up a recurring buy and on any exchange of your choice. Yeah, I don't think it's a tech issue. Maybe there's a there's an issue of getting it into the system. Some banks in Europe and others prevent you from maybe maybe that's the only way of getting into the system. 
I could see that as a benefit now that I that I'm hearing it. But yeah, I, I, from a tax perspective, whether you get a dollar and then buy or you. Yeah. So so the the this is exactly where you know it's it's interesting. So um, if you know how to buy crypto, if you know how to go do it, then you're probably less likely to be worried about how you get paid. But then if you've bought crypto once, which most people who own crypto aren't, you know, buying crypto every day and, mm -hmm. and dealing with it, it speaks exactly to the com complexity of like actually managing it. So they want to own more crypto. They end up on places like Robinhood, which, you know, yeah. to me is like, not, I don't know if they're your sponsors, but, um, I'm not a big fan. Um, you know, and, and, uh, they don't own their own crypto and this is a way for them to actually own crypto without having to deal with it mm -hmm. until retirement or, or, or whatever. So it's just an interesting, um, tidbit of information for me as far as where this is going, but it also, uh, strengthens that argument from earlier, which is that people just don't know how to use crypto as a currency today. They understand the potential of it as a currency, but they don't really know how to do it. Um, and I think, uh, Alex, you raise a really good point is the killer apps, those things that put crypto in your hand and suddenly not, once you have crypto, you need to figure out how to use it because otherwise your money's being wasted. And, and if you have really, really cool ways to use it, like gaming, uh, we're going to see more and more people adopt. Yeah. I mean, I had an epiphany, uh, a couple of days ago about, cause I, I was like, I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist in the sense that, uh, I think nothing else should exist, but it's just the only thing I hold currently. But the, the use case for Bitcoin was very, very clear for me, which is like the governments keep messing up the money because of political pressures. Because, you know, if you run, let's say I run now for the president of the U.S. and I say I'm going to stop printing money, the stock market is going to go down by 50 percent, your house prices will go down by 30 percent. But don't worry, 10 years from now, it will be great for GDP growth. Nobody will elect me. And so it's very clear for me why we as humans in a democracy cannot just like figure out money. So, you know, computers figuring it out is just a better store of value. I never understood DeFi until I understood, oh, it's the same thing. Like central banks are just suppressing the rates because they have so much debt, right? It's convenient for them to suppress the rates. Then they have to spend less money on paying off the debt. You can spend more money on schools, but then you have this DeFi, this alternative system where you go around regulations and you can, you know, free market rate of, of interest. Now, with NFTs and, and the whole metaverse thing, I, I, for a very long time, I said, what does this disrupt, right? Like, you can just do this in a centralized way. No problem. You've had World of Warcraft gold or whatever. But then I suddenly understood it's just like even there, there's a regulation in gambling. Why do I just have to look at a roulette wheel spinning and hope that the thing falls? It's such a shitty user experience if I want winning. to gamble. With the house winning, I think the house will win even in, in like at a steady state. I think every time the house will win a little bit, like in Vegas, I think, you know, the house wins a couple yeah, percentage but, but points. It's bad. it's bad, but my point is like, that's not the biggest pain point. I think just the user experience, if I come now with, with a new gambling game, right? The government will just shut me down. Right. But, but NFTs allow me to, to give people a great user experience in gaming without the government being able to shut me down. And so that's kind of the little, I, I basically, with every space within crypto, I'm trying to say, what is the problem that it solves? And like, is, is the problem going to persist? And I could totally see that gaming is a problem that persists, gaming for money, uh, just because of the regulation.
if you think back about you know if you now let's we've gotten really philosophical but like where did crypto start from it didn't start from like people who wanted to form a new form of government it was a much more anarchy type mm -hmm. thing we don't want paternalism we don't want government intervention it, 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 the crypto was actually a lot more than the currency at that mm -hmm. stage you know mm -hmm. it's okay we don't 300 years ago if i whispered something in 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 one of your ears i knew that we unless you said it to someone you know we were the two people who knew about it and today that's clearly not the case and if you think about it that applies today by the way go today you whisper something in my ear elias picks it up on crowdson so it's like exactly <laughs> but but um, in the next version <laughs> we weren't prepared for that question uh yeah but um you know, so I think I think billion and one source. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if if I'm selected as an influencer, something is wrong with the system. I can tell you that. Um, but I but I will tell you this. So you know, um, one of the challenges, or or what drove uh, crypto early on, which was you know a response to certain things. You know, if you're a young person and you're entering the economic system, it's really st stacked up against you. It's going to be much harder for you to save money than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And so DeFi came in and offered you something, but with that comes complexity and comes this idea that maybe this fear that the government could jump in at any point and ruin everything. And the truth is um, that it's a problem. We see so many rug pulls, we see so many scams. So the lack of regulation doesn't maybe solve certain issues, but it introduces other issues. and where we end up is is really going to be a question if you ask me it's not going to be a, an unregulated place it's going to be a regulated place because um it's just you know some instead of the government someone else is, is stealing your money otherwise so it's going to be somewhere in between it's, it's an interesting point i wanted to uh i wanted to actually to expand on this point a little bit from a from a social listening perspective so we, we, you know we talked about regulations are going to come and i i think most people in the space most, uh, I don't want to say normal, but most, let's just call it most centered people in the space don't uh, want no regulation. I, I think I actually personally want regulation, good, thoughtful regulation, because once that's cleared, the wall of money is going to just, it's just going to be a Niagara Falls of cash into the space where institutions cannot do that now because look at the infrastructure bill are we going to be brokers or we're we not going to be brokers you know or is it, are they going to come after us they're not going to come after us is it esg friendly is it not it was there's a lot of uncertainty and once this uncertainty clears wall street comes in so from a personal perspective i want thoughtful sensible regulation let's get it over with let's get this money in let's have bit that's how bitcoin then hit 100 200 300 and so on but this regulation is going to trickle in and as we think about trading or investing on regulation, you know, we talked about getting getting signals from from influencers and, and other retail. Uh, Elias, can we get signals from regulators? So if someone tweets about something, or is there a way or or an area of crowd sense where you can look at, hey, what are the regulators saying? What yeah. what are they? What's coming out of their mouths? Exactly. So we're. Um... By crowd, I mean everyone, and one of the by crowd, I mean everyone. And what we mean by everyone is also regulatory uh, 
bodies so you can look in our system and do search by regulatory and you get regulatory parts we listen also to the apis of the sec and other places so this is super uh, super relevant and uh, it's part also so in a sense you can use our system also to listen to regulatory information to things coming only from news only from governments and all of that it's just how you set up your filters basically oh fantastic and look i mean i think this is hugely powerful and maybe this is for you elias or gil are you guys working with any uh any partners any platforms ecosystems exchanges as you know how are you seeing interest for uh for the for the product so we are um, just a bit about where we are. We 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 launch the product in beta mode at the moment. So uh, just in a matter of weeks, we got to hundreds of users and uh, you know getting close to a thousands of early users. And we're uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, feedback coming in. Uh, great feedback of people that actually uh, not only give us ideas but actually made profit by using the system and find things that they haven't found somewhere else. Uh, our next stages are about working with uh, um, with brokers, with exchanges, uh, and to kind of scale and partner together uh, in different modes. You know, we can provide an API, we can do a white label, uh, people can buy and, and sell uh, later on from our platform uh, through the exchange so we're starting those discussions um, but uh, we just started uh, and we're open for partnerships and ideas and uh, and providing this capability for uh, for potential uh, exchanges as well uh, as, as partners of ours awesome well guys this has been a fascinating conversation uh i would love to wrap things up with our uh, new segment of the show which is called the hot tip uh which is each of you can give our viewers a tip about uh, a good book to read a good show to watch a good activity that you've done like literally everything's on the table um yeah so please go ahead what's the hot tip okay uh i have two tips uh you know, like um, my life is we're usually in the startup. So I just bought tickets for Dubai for a few crypto conferences that are there. So if I can give a tip for people to join uh, there so I can have more people to meet. Uh, and one additional tip, if I may, is uh, I invite people to go to crowdsense.ai and sign up. It's free for now uh, and uh, give us the feedback and uh, go make money and go protect your assets with this uh, Crowdsense AI. Perfect. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some self some uh, shameless promotion as well. If you want to see what I'm buying and what I'm doing, I have a Facebook group called Gills uh, Crypto and Puns. It's mostly puns at the moment, but we also do uh, crypto trading. <laughs> and puns, uh, and puns like your puns. Okay. No, no puns like dad jokes. Oh God. Like uh, let me. Can I tell you one? Um, so I, I spotted in. Wait, no, I'm gonna ruin it. Uh, you can't ruin it. <laughs> no, because I forgot. I forgot what the dog type is called. Hold on a second. Never mind. Um, but oh, it's, it's Gil's, a yeah. I spotted a, an albino Dalmatian. It's the least I could do for it. Yeah. So those types of jokes. If you enjoy <laughs> that, and you want some good tips, and you want to see what I'm training for, um, then uh, <laughs> then come on down. It's an open Facebook group. So what is it? What is it called? Gills what? Gills crypto and puns. I'm gonna. I'm gonna join this group. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I love it. And I'll definitely uh, look at CrowdSense AI. I'm fascinated by the space, seriously. Uh, and thank you for all the great work uh, that you're doing for the space. Um, again, Alex and I were just excited to, you know, help grow the space however we can. So I think uh, it's really important to have uh, these technologies. So thank you guys so much. Um, thank you for having us. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to having you again uh, pretty soon on the show. Sounds good. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.